No, I'm joined first of all on the line uh, by uh, Sean McKiernan again. Uh, Sean, uh, great to have you on the programme again. And uh, we're returning today to uh, the situation with regard to interviews and a couple of things uh, that struck you over the last couple of weeks while we were talking about this issue. Yeah, good morning, Seamus, and hello to everyone in Roscommon Town and everyone who's listening online as well, and I uh, hope everyone has a good morning. Um, thanks again, Seamus, for the opportunity to join you. And obviously we did a very successful three-part series on helping job seekers um, with their CVs, with their application forms, their cover letters, and with interviews both online and in person. And I suppose in the course of that, you asked a couple of questions of me, which made me think it might be worth doing another short item for the benefit Absolutely, of employers. Yeah. Yeah, for the benefit of employers and for companies uh, who are engaging in recruitment or who are advertising a job or who are setting up uh, an interview panel just to make sure that they uh, comply with equality legislation and to make sure that they get the right candidate for their own organisation. Or their yeah, company. that's very important, yeah. Um, so, so that's really the purpose of coming back on the programme. Um, and I suppose one of the things I mentioned there um, was equality legislation. And um, I suppose we do have equality legislation in place, and that gives special protection to nine different grounds. And if you don't mind, I'll name the nine. Oh, different no, grounds. absolutely. That's what we're here for today, uh, yeah. Yeah, gender, marital status, family status, age, disability, sexual orientation race, religion, and membership of the traveller community. And I suppose, from the point of view of an interview panel, and you you asked me uh, during one of the items, how big would a panel be? And it should be, in my view, at least two people. Right. I think an employer is exposing themselves to risk if they interview alone. Uh, so hopefully it's a panel and not just one person, but a panel is exposing themselves to risk if they ask any of... If they ask questions of people in any of those areas, uh, any of those nine areas right. that I've just mentioned, right. there is grounds for potential uh, challenge and for potential payout. And if you don't mind, Seamus, I just think sometimes telling a story is the most effective way of getting a message. I agree with you, absolutely. I just want to, uh, and like yourself, I have a great interest in politics, Seamus, I, I just want to draw attention to a case uh, way back in November 2017 and it related to the then Minister of State, John Halligan. John Halligan was an independent alliance TD from Waterford, and he ended up being Minister uh, for Training, Skills, uh, Innovation, Research, which That's is quite right. ironic when, when you consider the story I'm about to tell you. And as a new minister, he was seeking a private secretary for his, his office, so that would be a civil servant, and it would be uh, a promotion within the civil service, and he conducted interviews. And uh, during one of the interviews, um, he, he, he said to one of the candidates, I shouldn't be asking you this. Uh, so he was off to a bad start already. I shouldn't be asking you this, but are you a married woman? Do you have children? And how old are your children? And uh, on foot of that intervention, uh, the lady in question took a case to the Workplace Relations Commission, and she was successful with her case. Uh, on the grounds that she'd been discriminated against by the by the TD, right. and she was awarded seven and a half thousand euro. Right. Okay. And, uh, I suppose <clears throat> he then tried to spin it afterwards that he obviously regretted the situation, and that he only asked the question in the context of running a family-friendly office. But it was the WRC determined that primarily because she was a woman, she was asked that question. Um, I think Minister Halligan, as he then was, also observed he, uh, the woman 
answered the questions and she confirmed she was married and that she was the mother of two children and she gave their ages and in reply to that he said you must be very busy um i suppose the point here is she wasn't successful and right, okay. because because and the inference of course was that uh, you know too busy to be able to do the job properly and that was the incorrect uh, inference but an inference nevertheless correct and i suppose he did indicate afterwards that that you know that he runs a family friendly office and that that was the context of the question but uh, i suppose again you're not supposed to stray into those areas in the first instance and secondly she wasn't successful and because he had strayed into those areas it it, it exposed him to risk um, another area of risk i see with interviews particularly in the private sector because public sector interviews tend to be highly regimented and 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 and, and, and highly organized in the private sector a lot of employers again because they feel this is only a chat or whatever be it recruiting externally or doing a promotion internally, yeah, yeah. they feel it's only a chat and that these are people they know in some cases and that everything will be all right. Uh, again, very dangerous attitudes to have. But again, you expose yourself to risk, uh, particularly in these equality areas, if you don't have interview notes, if you don't have notes that document what happened at the interview, and I don't mean verbatim notes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I certainly don't mean your your personal views of the candidate or their appearance or what have you, um, just a simple recording of the key word of your question and the key word of an answer. Right, okay. And uh, again, if you have a panel, if you have more than one of you, you can share that responsibility across the questions, or even better, get someone else to sit in on the interview and, and do a verbatim record and allow you to concentrate on doing your interviewing proper. Yeah, and it's always um, better to have uh, a couple of opinions anyway. Uh, you know, probably three people might be the best uh, number. I, th- I think three is great. And I mean, depending on depending on the importance of the role to your organisation, there might be value in getting an external person, uh, be it a recruitment professional or a HR professional, or indeed someone who you trust personally who's in a, a similar business or in a different type of business who will give some kind of independent, Absolutely. objective advice and feedback and maybe challenge, because sometimes groupthink can occur in our organizations, who'd maybe challenge some of that. And again, you have that in the public sector where you have independent chairs or external experts brought in uh, on public sector interview panels, and that's to make sure the thing is done fairly but also to provide an element of challenge and, and to stimulate thinking. Very, very interesting. Anything else uh, there, uh, Sean, in, in that regard? I just want to emphasise the importance of the note-taking and the importance of a, a marking matrix, and that marking matrix should as closely as possible align to the job description and to the advertisement you put out there into the public domain. Because, again, if you don't have marks... Uh, if you don't have marks and you can't justify your decision, people could say, well, I didn't get that job because, you know, I'm of a different religion or I'm of a different race or I'm the wrong gender or I'm the wrong age, etc. And if you don't have evidence to back up the decision you made and why you didn't employ that person, if you don't have written evidence, you, you don't have a leg to stand on. And again, you're exposing yourself to risk, you're exposing yourself to a potential payout. Absolutely fantastic. That's brilliant stuff and a, a lot of, of uh, very good reminders there. Sean, that's brilliant stuff. Uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you next week, uh, but uh, we'll leave it there for the moment. And thank you very much for your advice sure. and for your time.
Thank you, and, and regards to everyone in Roscommon. Thank, Thank you. you very much, uh, Sean McKiernan there, folks, with some uh, very, very good advice uh, for employers with regard uh, to interviews and uh, how they should be conducted.